Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Simplify your federal agency's technology procurement with Connection Public Sector Solutions. Connection's dedicated account managers, commitment to exceptional customer service, and extensive catalog of federal contracts make IT purchases quick, easy, and affordable. Turn your challenges into opportunities and get rid of your technology pain points with Connection today. Learn more about what's possible with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts. Lovely cushion header. But Hello, Internet, and welcome to episode one of A Week on the Couch. This is the very first show that the podcasting couch again together with the day trippers when it comes to this particular show and this time of the week. So you probably already heard the post-match couch, which happened with Richard North Hans and Maddie Lyon earlier. And you're probably wondering again why you have hearing a weird accent compared to the usual Irish banter that you're hearing. That's because it's me, Nish, from the podcasting couch. And I'm doing the same sort of thing that I always did on my podcast for all 100 episodes that I ran, where we just basically just talk shit, <laughs> to be honest. So um, the whole point of why the trippers wanted me to come along is to make sure that we cover a bit of this part of the world Keep doing what I'm doing, which is get different people from around the world. I said on the previous pods that I don't care who you are. I don't care how big your following is, how many Twitter followers you have. If you love the club and you have an opinion, I want you on my show. And I want to give you the ability to tell thousands of listeners what you think about the club. So this is about you. This is about the community. It's about getting your voice heard. So in that manner, I have brought on an old friend to start with. His name is Nigel. He is from Sydney. Are you there, my friend? Good evening, Internet, and good evening, Nish. How are you? Good, man. Good. Uh, I believe you're in the Volkswagen studio again today, yep. as usual. Volkswagen Studios coming to you live from <laughs> Volkswagen Studios. Nice. So, Nigel has a thing where he's got a family, he's got kids, he's got cats and all kinds of craziness. So, the only place he can find quiet is to lock himself in the garage and get in his V-dub. So. <laughs> I promise I do not have a hose attached to the exhaust pipe. <laughs> not yet. Uh, no, I've only just no. got married, so um, I'm considering my options <laughs> already <laughs> come on now Nish. you should be very very happy i am i am very very happy you've yeah. done very well i'm i'm not you know i'm you know i'm not saying that you're an unattractive man at all but um <laughs> i think pound for pound you're punching well and truly above your weight i'm not sure how um, i'm sure your wife is lovely but yeah yeah she is quite Quite gorgeous. Quite gorgeous. Uh, so congratulations. Yeah. Thank you, my friend. Yes, I was trying to think of the least offensive, least creepy way I could say that. She's, she's, she, oh, you know, she's, oh, yeah, no, You're she's okay, she's not. but my God, how the <laughs> fuck did he get her? So, so, yeah, as I was saying, I'm glad she values personality. Uh, so, <laughs> I guess I just talked my way into it somehow. But anyway, yes, thank you. Got married last weekend. That's why I've kind of been off the air a little bit. 
posting photos and whatnot. But here we are. The show must go on. Did you did you actually manage to like enjoy your wedding and not walk around with the camera the whole time though? Because you know. Yeah, I didn't take any photographs. I know photography is a bit of a hobby of yours. Yeah. So this is the first time I haven't been able, uh, I haven't had to take my own photographs. So I've had loads coming my way, which is great. So it's good. But now everyone's expecting me to take loads of photos at their weddings coming up. So yeah, quid pro quo coming up. But uh, let, let's not let's not banter on about my 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 wedding as as amazing <laughs> as it was. It's uh it's one of those things where I'm now having to do these podcasts at 5 p.m. in the afternoon because I have to go see her <laughs> later on tonight <laughs> and be a husband. Oh. Oh, Jesus, what have I done? Uh, mm. yeah, marriage is getting in the way of my, my podcasting affection and love. But it's all good. Um, the main news, though, come on, Premier League is coming back this weekend. And my God, are we desperate to watch some proper football again? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, after you- if I had to, I, you know, I even I even stooped to watching a bit of rugby league last weekend. This Jesus Christ! If people yeah, out there don't watch say. rugby league, it's probably a good idea to just just not start. <laughs> well, I'm kind. I I do. I you know I, I do. I did enjoy the game, but you know the whole circus around it has sort of sapped a lot of the fun out yeah, of it for me crap. these days. It's neither either. You know what are they doing? Getting kicked out of nightclubs or yeah, like urinating and. And it's, it's weird in my world. Like I grew up in England, so I learned to love. I was I'm into a Liverpool family from day dot, so I was loving football. And then I moved from England when I was twelve to New Zealand, and I picked up rugby union there, and I absolutely love rugby union. And then choices, bro. Yeah, choices. Yeah. Oh, was it sort of boosting your life, bro? Anyway, um, <laughs> moved to uh, Australia in two thousand one when I was eighteen. Oh no, nineteen, and started. Uh, you know. Getting back into, not getting back into, but, you know, I started watching Rugby Union kind of dissipate. England won the World Cup 2003, and it all kind of started going in a direction where I couldn't give a shit about Rugby Union anymore. And I think the rest Mm. of the country can't either. And now it's just Liverpool completely and utterly engrosses my life. I can't even watch local Australian A-League purely because passion is a big part of my entertainment of watching sport. And I just Mm. can't get passionate about the A-League. And it's no light on the A-League itself, it's more a case of my head is so grossly into Liverpool, I can't... It's not the same. I, yeah. I will give you that. But, I mean, you know, hopefully over the... Um, I must say, I, must, I have been a season ticket holder for City in the past. Yeah. But um, I do, and I do try and enjoy the the, um, the A-League as much as I can. But, um, yeah, I will agree. It's just not the same. It's not, you know, you feel, obviously, being being from there and having it a part of your life for as long as it has been, it's, you know... Those roots are pretty deep, so yeah, exactly. You just can't get up. I can't get up for for a Sydney derby like I would just watching on TV in Cheers Bar for a Liverpool Everton or a Liverpool Man United. It just hasn't got that same feeling. But there it's, you for, go. it's for me. It's not the derby though. For me, as as from someone who was, um, I was at the you know I was there at the first game, like season ticket holder, everything for Sydney from sort of the start. Mm. And for me, the big game's always been Melbourne. That's yeah, I think the they, they talk right? about yeah yeah Melbourne victory I think they talk about the the derby and and I mean it is a big event and then, like there is a lot of media hype and obviously there's been some crowd trouble and Shit. stuff but hopefully not too much of that but yeah. but for me they're not the enemy will always be the victory yeah anyway <laughs> that's cool anyway question out there for everyone who's listening to this anyway because you probably don't want to hear about local sport on the other side of the planet. But if you do live in another country, and again, this part of the this episode of the day trippers is about connecting with people from different parts of the world. Uh, if you have a local sport, 
that you just don't get into and you don't know why any people give you shit about it, let us know. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of people in India who everyone's mad about cricket, but maybe you're the one that doesn't like cricket, for instance, or uh, God knows what they play in Thailand or all those places. But anyway, let us know. Be interesting to find out if you have a local sport, but you're still passionately about Liverpool. Be interesting to hear how many people are just like us, because uh, I guess people think that we're part timers, but no, I, I'm pretty happy to say I'm full time Liverpool. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a bit hard for me to move off that, but anyway. Um, anyway, big news this week. Let's get onto the news since we're here. By the way, we will be joined by a guy called Adrian. Um, he's just trying to work out how to set up his Skype account because, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit hard. Um, but the big news this week, uh, I think the biggest news was probably uh, Southampton getting that transfer request from Van Dyke with a no-holds-barred kind of statement. So how about I read it out first for people who haven't yeah. read it, and then we'll have a quick chat about it. Remember, this podcast can be short and snappy. It's going to go from maybe a maximum of 40 minutes, so I'm going to try and get through as much news as possible. So firstly, it is with regret that I can confirm that I've today handed in a transfer request to leave Southampton Football Club. Unfortunately, I feel I have no alternative after I was given notice of the club's intention to impose a disciplinary sanction against me of a fine equivalent to two weeks' wages. I'll be appealing what I feel it will be an unjustified sanction in their inability to follow the correct disciplinary protocol in, protocol in due course. Over the past six months, I've held numerous discussions with representatives of the board, the former manager Claude Puel, as well as the new manager Mauricio Pellegrino, in, uh, to inform them of my desire to leave the club in, seize, in search of a new challenge. I'm incredibly ambitious and want to achieve as much as I possibly can to fulfill my potential in what is a very short career as a professional footballer. I want to play European football again and challenge for major honours, and as such, I would like Southampton to consider the interest in me from top clubs should, should it still exist. I've been left frustrated by the club's position I'm not, uh, that I am not for sale, and I'm disappointed that inquiries from multiple top clubs have been consistently rebuffed. The period of time I've spent injured and unable to play has put a number of things into perspective and made me realize how important it is to take major opportunities should they arise. I've consistently relayed my feelings to senior management of Southampton in what I believe to be private and personal conversations. Disappointingly, these conversations have regularly found their way into the media. I would like to also... Uh, oh, here's... And I hear someone else. I, let me just turn off my WhatsApp so that doesn't happen again. I'd also like to make it clear I've never once refused to train. I can confirm that I've asked about my frame of mind, and for all these reasons mentioned above, I was open and honest in saying that I did not feel I was in a settled mindset, mindset given the circumstances. Following this conversation, the manager explained that he only wanted players who, felt he, who he felt were 100% committed to Southampton and told me I'd therefore have to train away from the first team. As a proud professional, I am insulted by the suggestion that it was me who refused to train, and so feel it's important to point out the true version of events. I had very much hoped to retain the good relationship I've always enjoyed with everyone at the club, especially the fans, but unfortunately in light of everything that's happened, this has now been seriously affected. I'd like to make, I'd like to make it clear that I have nothing but gratitude but to everyone at Southampton for giving me the opportunity to play in the Premier League. However, the time for me to move on is now, and I hope to be able to work with the club to find the best resolution to suit all parties. My God, I'd hate that to come from one of our players like Coutinho. <laughs> Jesus. Because if you think about it, Barcelona probably think of us as Southampton and we think of Southampton as Southampton. And so 
that feel, look, if they just tap us up enough, then the player will, will crack the shits and write something like that publicly. Can you imagine what would happen if that came from one of our players? I don't know if we could recover. There would be pelters. There'd be flaming torches and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I think it's slightly different, though. To the Barcelona, I think, play a, a different sort of a game. They try and sort of manipulate the press a bit more. Their own press. Um, <laughs> they can't well, seem to manipulate ours. A lot of the, the the and also just sort of the Latin American press as well. From what from what I've sort of been reading, if you trace ESPN I mean, you Mexico, of, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you say, it says like the story continue agreement reached blah blah blah, and then it says via ESPN. But if you dig a little deeper, it's you know it's not it's not the European based FC guys. So this is coming from yeah. Um, it's you know it's uh, from Latin America. So I mean, how anyone over there. Uh, in the ESPN offices, ESPN Deportes or whatever it is, yeah, if that's what they used to be. There has more of an insight than um, than Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, but you know, has got the know. most. You know, has got the most insight is uh, our mate Tancredi Palmieri uh, with oh, yeah, Radio yeah, yeah. Catalunya. I'll run through the. Um, sorry if I'm just talking over you quickly, but I, yeah, fr- I, I decided to do a quick timeline of his tweets. Just just four of them, uh, <laughs> and so this one on the 26th of June. Boom! Exclamation mark. Barcelona and Coutinho have reached an agreement, according to Radio Catalonia. <laughs> so we got 974 retweets for this. So Radio Catalonia, some 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 barge in the middle of the med, just just floating around, <laughs> saying whatever they want. But Tancredi, he's all over the news. Uh, he next went on to. Uh, Boom! Barcelona have finalized the Coutinho deal, according to Brazilian Esporte Interativo. And that was three days ago, four days ago now. Right. That got 2,910 retweets. And then he goes two days ago, which is now three days ago. Barcelona have decided to up their bid for Coutinho to 100 million euros. Liverpool said to be, determ- said to be determined to resist it. And then on the 1st of the 8th, Barcelona wanted Coutinho, but Liverpool gave them the L. So I guess he's trying to appease to the younger crowd of his followers. <laughs> Liverpool that gave was... them the L. The L? <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? Oh, I was giving them the last l- loser, whatever. Is that... Oh, you mean it's like a L and forehead type thing? Yeah, that that, 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 you're a loser sort of thing. And then he keeps going. This he wrote... Yeah, because that's, that's exactly what they do. Yeah, okay. you and L, yeah. And this guy's some creepy, pervy kind of looking guy. He looks like the guy you would not want outside your kid's school, that's for sure. So anyway, um, <laughs> then last night, continue update in 10 minutes. Then he wrote again like five minutes later, continue update coming up. And he's getting like 100 retweets and 98 retweets. Then he goes, Coutinho has openly requested to Liverpool to let him join Barcelona. Liverpool still determined to resist. And we all know... That's complete bollocks because the people who are close to the club, such as Melissa Reddy and all those people, uh, Melissa came out straight away going, no 109 million Coutinho to Barcelona deal agreed as Liverpool maintain not for sale stance. So everyone just goes, yeah, that's more likely. Tancredi, you're a pile of crap. And then he came, Tancredi came out after that. Let me just, I know there was another message. Where the hell is it? Let me find it. Boom again nine hours ago. He did the boom. Is he trying this, to be Jurgen. Is this, is this, <laughs> he's trying to do the Jurgen thing. This is boom. Boom. Yosh, the situation. Um, Liverpool, Steve McLaren. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Liverpool have rejected a 100 million bid for Coutinho from Barcelona, according to tomorrow's edition of Mundo Deportivo. Sorry, I've just I've just hopped out of the fucking DeLorean and read. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! What the hell's Boom. wrong I just with got this? DeLorean. Yeah, and uh, yeah, apparently they've rejected tomorrow's bid. Okay, right. Yeah. According to tomorrow's newspaper, so he's got access to tomorrow's newspaper, saying that. We've rejected it again, even though despite him saying on the 26th of June that it was agreed. So just everyone, if you're out there and you follow this guy for actual news, just stop. He clearly is just guessing everything. So, meh, there are better sources out there, such as the Twitter journos, uh, Melissa Reddy, Paul Joyce, they all came out saying the same thing. Um, and our buddy James Pierce. I love that guy. You may not like him. I love him. So, I don't mind James Pierce. Yeah. No, it's, so, funny, it's funny how they, they get those um, those people with the fake accounts using James Pierce's, but there's a James Pierce one, there's a Tony Barrett one as, uh, one as, as well. Yeah. Um, so funny. With- like James Pierce got glasses on and everything. Is, <laughs> they're doing their very best. Um, I'm but a- it's just, yeah, it's funny. You just, it's just a nightmare. Like the same people in, in a couple of groups. That I'm mean, on Facebook, the Liverpool-related ones. People just put the latest tweet from someone. Oh, is this with something to worry about? No, it's not. Just <laughs> what I suggest is that you just just um, um, sign out of your Twitter account, delete the app, yeah. and then on September the first, then you can just then you can it turn on. it back on That's again. Good. Yeah, because yeah, you drive yourself. You know, there's enough. These are the same people that were saying there was all these multiple bids for for Naby Kaito that you know. Yeah. And just that was funny, oh. that wasn't it? Because there were like people saying that. Melissa already, no well, already said there was only one bit, didn't yeah. you say? And then people are saying that there's four. <laughs> and so, mm. again, there are people who genuinely have insight. I believe they do have something because there are, um, you know, there's some things that are there which do come out later on as being true. So they clearly have some kind of insight. And it's not their fault that the insight may be wrong, but. You know, it's it's a case of you you have to go one way or the other way on Twitter. Either you're hardcore staunch, I believe this is true, this is what's going to happen, I'm totally for it, or you say, in my opinion. And, you know, the ones that get the, the biggest followings are generally the ones who have a staunch, straight-up opinion, and good on them. So they're going hard for it, they're pushing for their opinion, they're taking their advice, um, they will definitely cop it when things go wrong, but you know, that's, that's, that's the aim of the game. So I think they talk about it on the trip as a hell of a lot in regards to how, how you behave on Twitter. And it's totally cool. You do whatever the hell you want. It's your account. Uh, but yeah, you know, what's going to happen when things don't go right. It, <laughs> it just goes a bit messy. That's when you definitely have to just turn off Twitter for a bit. Just go, guys, my opinion now. Yeah. I got it wrong. Move on. Have a laugh. It's Twitter. <laughs> it's not real life. I just, I just think Twitter would be um, a less fun place without people like uh, our friend, Mr. Stanley House. Stanley House is fantastic, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I just love the way he absolutely eviscerates people. Um, Especially are, that Manchester know. United reporter. What's his name again? The bald one? Duncan Castle. Duncan Castle's fantastic. That guy doesn't <laughs> know what the hell's going on in life. So, <laughs> Did you... Well, there was a piece um, in The Guardian this week, I think, uh, yesterday, I think, The Guardian Online. I can't remember who, it was, who, the, who the journal was, but it was basically, I don't know if you saw it, there was Liverpool are a selling club and need to accept it. 
I forget who wrote it now. But, um, yeah, it was basically saying, you know, basically we, we should just up sticks and say that we're Southampton, you know, basically like we're the Southampton to their Barcelona's, yeah. you know, Liverpool in this situation. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Apples and oranges, my friend. But even though, like, I will say there is a lot of, a lot of hypocrisy around, especially I found I found, I found with uh, with the um, with the especially well, it's not all of them, but a lot of the FSG out crowd are the same in that sense. Like they're you know they talk about no ambition, but you know if a, if a player doesn't if a club doesn't want to sell a player, then I'm going to you know does that mean the owners lack ambition for not you know putting a, a well the the bid they put in was more than thirty something million over the the club transfer record yeah they don't want to sell they're not going to sell they, they you can't turn around and expect and expect us to take a hard line stance on Coutinho and then talk about the club's lack of ambition because yeah. the, cl- the same club is doing it to us <laughs> yeah it's, it's really you crazy know? isn't it you sit there it's, and you go yeah. we, we know what kind of a message it sends to our fans if we sell Coutinho FSG would be absolutely torn to shreds the management would be torn to shreds we would become a laughing stock for club and the exact same conversation is probably happening with the fans and RB Leipzig saying if mm. Naby Keita gets sold, then our manch- then Red Bull can F off, blah, blah, blah. So it- it's hard. We sit here going, oh, we should. If we just bet, you know, give him a little bit more money, we will definitely get him. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. it just doesn't happen that way, guys. Well, we- that's the thing. The money's no, it's already proven that we can't spend the big money that we apparently are willing to spend right now. So what selling Coutinho for... 150 million yeah would do it, it would be in the same situation yeah but without our best player hey i did <laughs> so. I did, I did ask a question on the day trippers twitter account recently i'll actually give an update on how that one's going uh imagine this close your eyes get, <laughs> go into a zen mode so our friend Coutinho goes to the world cup maybe he's a captain a couple of games because neymar gets injured from you know breaking a toenail or something like that and he is a driving force and a major factor of Brazil having won their best World Cups and winning it again. And Coutinho is a shining star, maybe gets player of the tournament, and they win it again. What now, because he's still a Liverpool player, what now is his value come the end of that tournament? Forgetting what happens for Liverpool, because let, we can speculate what Liverpool's going to do this year, but let's pretend the World Cup's just ended and Coutinho's been a shining star and they win the World Cup. What is the new value that we should demand for Coutinho? I don't think it's any... It's a huge amount high. I don't think it's in Neymar, Neymar territory. Yeah. But um, I don't... I mean, I, it, will, it would be higher, but... I, uh, I'll give you some options. I mean, what I, would you say in, realistically? Yeah, okay, I, I've got four options for you. So I've got less than 120 mil, 120 to 160, 160 to 200, and 200 plus. This is pounds. No, 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 not Neymar money. I think less. I, you know, was, was it 120, 120 to one sixty? Yeah, yeah one twenty, one sixty. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, that one. I'll tell you the I results just... so far after six hundred votes, and we, we'll continue our chat. So, four um, percent have said less than one hundred twenty mil. That makes sense. This next lowest is plus two hundred mil above two hundred mil, which is at thirty percent of the votes. So that's literally wow. two hundred people have said that. But then on equal, 33% each is 120 to 160 and 160 to 200 mil. So everyone's kind of split between 
somewhere between 120 and 200 seems like a realistic number. It's just mental. It, it really Money's is. Money's crazy, isn't it? We got it for eight it's, and a half mil. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the thing that I think now it becomes less, I think because of the, 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 the figures that are being thrown around, to me, I think it seems like the clubs are more in a position where, especially the Premier League clubs, where they seem to have a bit more currency, in my opinion. Like, I mean, the lower ones, like in, I think people in like Southampton's position. Yeah. Just because of, they don't need the money no. as much as what they would have before. Yeah. I mean, I know everything has, you know, has a knock on effect in terms of players that they want to bring in, but I mean, a lot of these clubs, you know, uh, were in, you know, a few years ago before all this huge TV money came in, mm. were sort of trying to compete at that level in terms of wages and everything like that. And then, so they were in a position where financially they didn't have the, you know, this is, I'm not an expert. This is just all my opinion, but they weren't, they were in a position where they were sort of, you know, obviously spending a lot more than what they were bringing in and they couldn't afford to say no when the big boys came calling. But I think with the, with the so much money with the TV, uh, money that's in there now, they they're more in a position where they don't have to really. I mean, as like I said, like Southampton, I know their ownership situation's a bit murky at the moment because was it Chinese that are taking over them? Over they're, they're in the mid over Southampton. Who's taking over Southampton again? I don't know. I don't no, know if anyone Chinese. to get her out of the tax problems? Yeah. Yeah. So um, so I don't think. Yeah, I know they they've basically they come out and said they don't need the money, which they probably don't really. Mm. Like given them enough to bloody hell. <laughs> well, we should have a loyalty card, shouldn't we? Like, you know, like when you go to the coffee shop, you know, buy, buy five, get one player get free. One free. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. Or loyalty must be loyalty a, discount or something like that. Yeah, some frequent that should be points or something. Hey, you know what's quite funny? You know the whole Western Union thing? And I think we, uh, all, we all agree we wouldn't want that on the shirt. I'm we, just petrified that it's going to be on the... I, I, are they are they gonna the ones you buy in the store? Are they going to have them on as well? Yeah, it will be on everything. Yeah, I know oh. it's it's I I get it though because again we all want to be being able to spend like Man United where money is just an object and no one gives a crap. But they started this in the nineties, like the early nineties, commercializing their brand and making it huge. So they didn't get near what we nearly went into in two thousand ten. Uh, so we are starting very late and Hogan is doing an amazing job at making us commercially, you know, sound and sustainable now. But yeah, we we wouldn't want it on there. But one thing I did think about that was in the press release uh, that was released and it had Peter Moore talking about it. He actually said that the Western Union transfer and the ability to move money around is actually going to help them greatly with player transfers. I didn't even think of that. Because there must be huge money transfer fees when you're, you know, pressing a button and saying check out whatever you do. There must be some kind of online e-commerce store for for players around the world. Yeah, there's <laughs> click, an app. Click, click. It's like, do you want blonde hair? Do you want brown? <laughs> and you're <laughs> swiping left and exactly. swiping right. Is that what That's we're doing? It's a player Tinder, uh, and then yeah. um, they. What, but when that money transfer happens, you're still transferring internationally. Well, Western Union are going to be a partner of ours, and they're going to be able to help us with all that money transfer stuff when it comes to players. And that's great. Again, saving cash here, there, and everywhere, and making us sustainable again. 
I'm sure as people listen to this going, oh, it's going straight into John Henry's pocket, whatever. I don't care. As long as we get the transfers done, I don't give a shit where the money goes. Are they, so does that mean we're going to see club chairman going down to their local news agent to, um, to collect the Western Union? Exactly. <laughs> going down to the 7-Eleven, the convenience store with the seven Western <laughs> Union transfer. <laughs> You're going to see him go in there, Michael Edwards and whoever, just, oh, just walking up to it. That'd be I so think funny. I, so, I w- so I'll be incredibly disappointed if that's the case because, I, you know, I didn't, me being of the overly cautious persuasion i didn't want to uh i wanted to get one of the new kits but i wanted to get uh one with the champions league badges on them yeah so how's all that qualify work? for that bloody want, thing first i want my five times um five times badge on there that'd be amazing but i mean i yeah, said i didn't want to jinx it so i didn't want to i wanted to wait until after the qualified <laughs> exactly uh, even though it gets technically we're still participating they will have the badges on in the qualifiers I think. yeah he no Ben Woodburn is he still number fifty eight? Yeah, I bloody was. As far as or, I know, yeah, that had on order for me, and I was advised not to change it and not to keep it because it was going to change number. I'm going to. No, but it back. would have been a collector's item, mate. You would have been there from the start. I want That's the thing. Now I'm going to have Ben Woodburn with Western Union on the on the sleeves. Ah, <sighs> you could. Have, uh, I made a mine bought. I thought it was strange. I mean, I can understand if he had an original one, but he bought like a, oh, whatever. I think it was about 07. What was the year that we had the green and white, the Bellamy golf golf yeah, yeah. club swing and the new camp? I think it was like 07. Yeah. He bought one of them uh, with Gerard on the back, but he he put 17 on it, like the number, but which is stupid because it was the second number he had. He was 28 before he was 17. Yeah, nice. And then he went to eight. Yeah. But it was just weird. Anyway. Yeah, strange. Anyway, let's move on. Um, we're running out of time, and Adrian still can't seem to find me on Twitter and on Skype, so I think his time is cutting short. <laughs> so um, more news. Uh, we do have, as I mentioned before, the first Premier League game coming up. We've had a pretty awesome preseason. We haven't lost, you know, except for penalties, but who cares about penalties? We have good news around Phil staying. We've got good news about Hendo's back in action. They both reported to Melwood. The only ones who are out seem to be Klein and Lalana. So what do you think? Especially the back line, the back left and right seem to be maybe the only two that are really in contention. But tell me what your starting lineup is. Let's start with goalkeeper. Who would you pick? Who do you think Klein's going to pick? Yeah. Yeah. Mignolet. Okay. Definitely Mignolet. Yeah. Just going to stick with safety. Is that someone online? No. Christ I, almighty, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm hearing noises in my head and people listening to this are probably hearing the, the Skype noises. I'm trying to find out what Adrian is. Moving on. Okay, left back, which is the probably the biggest one in contention. We have three options, Milner, Robertson, and Moreno. Who do you think? I think Milner starts. Milner? Left back Milner? Yes, definitely Milner. Against Watford, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I think. I think if anything... Uh, he might look to bring Moreno on in the second half, depending what the you know if we need something a bit for, a bit more going forward. But I think he'll start with Milner. Yeah. I think I mean, Milner was, carry, was carrying a bit of a knock, wasn't he? Actually, wasn't he? I don't know. Don't think so. Assuming he's fit, I think Milner starts. I think Milner's more robot than human. You know, he just just closes his eyes and plugs himself in. And he's fit the next day. So uh, well, they done that that thing where they were trying to get him to laugh too. That was <laughs> on the LC TV videos too. With this yeah, Yorkshire accent and everything. Um, I'm going to go with Moreno. 
and it's interesting, you know, I got a lot of shit today because I'm actually saying that Lovren might actually be an okay defender. And he, if we played a back three, it would be most likely with Virgil van Dijk, it would be Lovren, Virgil van Dijk, Matip. People want Saka. In reality, I'd probably want Saka as well, but I don't think Klopp will ever play him ever again or even let him train with the first team. Your, uh, one word, yawn. Yawn, exactly. Back to <laughs> if we get Virgil, it'll definitely be Van Dyke and Matip. We know that already. Move on. But yeah. I've completely lost my train. Oh, that's right. I'm not like a lover and fanboy. I just don't think he's as bad as what Twitter make him out to be. In the other hand, though, after especially the Europa League final, I didn't want Moreno anywhere near my club. Not my club. I can't even say my club. It's not my club. I don't want Moreno <laughs> near the club that I support. However, in preseason, he has done enough in my eyes to earn himself a few more months. I don't know if it's shopping window stuff. I think it's almost certainly shop window. You there was do? links linking him to back to Sevilla, apparently. Yeah, it is. I read today. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind giving him six, oh, not six months, but first half season. And it, if he, because we all know that if he plays and the first mistake he makes, then the entirety of Twitter and probably Klopp as well are just going to come down him like a ton of bricks. Caro will probably lose his shit again like he did after the Europa League final. Uh, <laughs> but did, did, any, did they have subtitles on the screen? <laughs> what are you saying? I won't even try to do the accent. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to give him another shot for at least the first half. If he doesn't, January, off he goes. We've got Robertson. We've got Milner. I'm sure we could stick even Joe Gomez at the back because he is just not settling in that centre-back role. Um, anyway, um, two centre-backs, is it? does it even worth discussion? Yeah, it's, 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 it's Lovren and Matt. Yeah, sure. Lovren and Matt, move over. Right, this one's actually could be interesting, but I think we both agree on the same player. In what, in fear? Oh, right back. Oh, right it's back. Trent, for sure. Yeah, Trent, yeah, easy. Yeah. Cool. I mean, we could do Gomez there, but nah. Trent, I think, has no. got it sewn up right now. Okay, cool. Midfield three. Uh, this is where I only think, for mine, I think this is the only question of whether he plays Ch- Chan or Wijnaldum. Exactly. Yep. I think so that's you, the only so real think, question. Do you think Coutinho and Hendo are set? Yep. I'm, I'm a bit worried with Hendo because he was out for the last, what, two games? Or one game? Two games, maybe. So he may start with John at the back. Uh, again, I wouldn't care. No, just either. the one. I think he only missed the one because he played. He missed the penalty against Atletico, and then he right, played true. it, and then he missed the uh, the Athletic Bilbao game. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, cool. So you think Hendo and Coutinho starting, and then who would you prefer, Genie or Jan? <sighs> I really don't know. Uh, probably, probably, probably win Alden because he's had more of a preseason. Behind him because uh, Chance had that ex- extended break after the Confederations Cup, so I think I think Klopp will probably go with Wijnaldum because he's got a, a bit more training and a few more games under his belt. I think that'll be okay. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so Coutinho, Genie, and Hendo starting, which leaves a pretty strong bench. Still, you know, we're gonna have Chan on the bench and maybe I don't know Woodburn. <laughs> anyway, Solanke. <laughs> Yes, so, yeah, so Golanki, as we've decided to name him on the trippers, <laughs> Golanki or Solanki, the key. Um, and then we have a front three. You, is there any discussion on this as well? Oh, Jesus, uh, stop it! I don't know. I'd like it 
Trinus, I can't hear it from my end. No, you can't. No, people listening, I'm sorry if you're hearing Skype. It Skype's playing silly buggers and just like putting people offline online. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't think he'll play them together as much as what we think. Perhaps I Mine don't and know. Salah. Yeah, I think. I mean, I'd like to see everyone. would like to see it that way, but I think my. I would not be shocked if he kept one of them, possibly Mane, yeah, on the bench. Yeah, I think he def. I think Salah definitely starts. I think there's a chance that Mane doesn't. Ooh. So, what would be your front three then? It, well, not my front three. What I think he'll play. I mean, I, obviously, I'd like to see Mane and Salah both start, but I think he might end up playing um, Divock oh, on the God. left. Yeah. He, uh, he, he very well, he very well could. We've got to keep in mind we've got the qualifier as well. Yeah, true. So, I mean, I don't know. He might not be – maybe I'm overthinking it, but I think there there is a chance that he doesn't play one of them from the start, which if it's going to be one, I don't think it'll be Mane. Yeah. Because losing one of them could be really disastrous, couldn't it? Yeah. We'd have to think that he'd want both of them to start against Hoffenheim. Yeah. So is that – what day is that? Is that Thursday? Thursday? Something like that. I don't even know. Yeah. Thursday, our time, probably Wednesday or Tuesday, UK time. UK time is probably Monday, and for us, it's Thursday, given these bloody time zones. So, yeah. <laughs> um, who knows? Yeah, it makes sense. Actually, that makes a hell of a lot of sense. I just and wouldn't... obviously, obviously, Bobby up front. Yeah, I really wouldn't want um, Bobby to start. It's annoying. Um, all good. Uh, okay. I'm just going to go with it. I don't care. I'm just going to say Mane Salam for me. <laughs> because it just makes the job easy. You could be Coutinho. The ball could come to your feet and you just kick it up in the air and say, run. <laughs> and, then, and we score a goal. Great. Cool. Move on. I can't say, Will, Will you sound like someone who I, um, who, in my opinion, won the internet last week hmm? um, over the Bayern Munich. Uh, was it Bayern where they started with all three of them? Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, with Mane and Salah and, and Firmino. Uh some I saw the uh this guy who commented I haven't been excited this excited about a front three since I watched Total Recall as a teenager. <laughs> nice. I That's knew- great. That is so <laughs> that- good. <laughs> <laughs> Old mate, I I'm sorry, my friend, I cannot remember your name, but you won the internet. That was brilliant. Last week. Okay. If you're listening to this, put your hand up because that, that's a quality <laughs> shout. I'm sure I could Absolutely. do a search on Twitter for it, but that was great. Yeah, <laughs> it was fantastic. Okay, cool. Anyway, dude, uh, we're going to cut this one now. It's been 40 minutes or so. Thank you very much for the chat. This has been episode number one of A Week on the Couch. If you like it, let us know. If you don't like it, don't let us know. Um, but keep following <laughs> at LSE Daydrippers. I'm going to stick... Uh, to my personal account being at podcasting couch but feel free to give me a shout let me know what you think and if you want to jump on the couch at any point let us know this is about you this is about the community it's about getting you giving you a voice and rounding up what's happening during the week anyway let's get on to Watford let's smash them let's go on to Hoffenheim smash them as well thank you Nigel for coming on man it's been an absolute pleasure Nish, as always thanks guys awesome catch you later have a very good day and night goodbye lovely cushion header
150 years of breakthroughs, milestones, and triumphs. 150 years of Children's National Hospital. 150 years of generous community support. You can give kids a future where they get freckles instead of chemotherapy and paper cuts instead of surgery. Children's National Hospital. 150 years stronger with your help. Please give today. Visit childrensnational.org slash 150 years. That's childrensnational.org slash 150 years. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. 